Welcome to the Nude Attitude, where we shatter the mirrored ceiling, worship our sexy selves, and talk about all things holy. This is a safe place where we will be throwing around confidence like confetti and applauding people flaunting their bodies no matter the size, color, gender, or ability. I'm your host, Madeline Gregg, and we're about to dive into the lady pond or whatever gender you prefer to sink into. So raise your glasses high and cheers to your slut side in this nude revolution. So we're going to start with some icebreakers. Okay. What's your name and what do you prefer to be called? Jamie King, AKA the Slay Coach. What are your front? I'm sorry. I mean, I prefer to be called James, Jamie. Yeah. The Slay Coach. Actually all three. I Yeah. Okay. Um, What are your pronouns? She, her. What's your sexual orientation? All. Um, what's your favorite position? Um, lazy. I can just lay there and do that. Lazy. So you're a pillow princess. I'm a pillow princess. Yeah. I'm a name. Yeah. Um, what's the most amount of, what's, what's the most amount of people you've had sex with at one time? At one time too. Uh, what's the last porn you watched? None. So you don't masturbate or you just don't watch porn? I just don't watch porn. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I think I did when I was like 19 once. I don't know. I just don't really get it. What don't you get? Okay. I tried watching porn. <laughs> I tried pulling up Pornhub. Okay. It's not that I like, I like didn't get anything out of it. I thought yeah. it was really stupid. And I was like, this is really fake. And yeah. So you're more into imagination. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want a man coming on my face. So when I see like a man coming on a woman's face, I'm like, that's really gross. <laughs> you have to watch that porn. I'm not pro porn. I'm not trying to push porn onto you. I'm just saying <laughs> there's other options out there. <laughs> no, I've never like done the porn thing and I'm on Zoloft. So I don't really get off ever on anything. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Um, what do you think your most attractive feature is? Besides my tits, it can my, be your tits. My smile, my tits, and my smile. No, my legs. Sorry, my legs. Duh. I should have them insured. My legs are so hot. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. They start at your armpits. I was thinking about, like, naked. My legs start at my armpits. And, yeah. hmm What feature do you struggle to love the most? Ooh, my stomach. hmm What feature do you notice in someone that you're attracted to first? shoulders I need them to be broader than mine because I'm very large tall <laughs> okay and how do you unwind um wine wine okay <laughs> what's your favorite wine all of the above I don't discriminate anything that's not sweet so champagne chardonnay um cab you do discriminate I okay I, do. I I am a hater on anything that has lots of sugar in it because it makes me sick Really? Do you get like those wine headaches? 
-hmm. I can't do sugary wines at all. Not even like I can have like a port, like a sip, like a shot of port wine, but that's it. Mm -hmm. Wow. So petty. I am very judgy. My body hates it. I know. So, um, I asked you on here because you got your titties done Mm -hmm. and it was not a good, I know, just (laughs) see my nipple. The nipple looks so good. Um, so you got your titties done and you had a really bad reaction to the implants. So not as bad as other people. So if you're, if you've heard of breast implant illness, so if mm-hmm. anyone has heard of that's listening has heard of the breast implant illness, like phenomenon that's kind of swept the interwebs over the last few years, it's kind of caught on like a trend. Like my doctor now does more explants than she does implants. Mm-hmm. And but she's also the number one go-to in Louisville for the explant procedure. Um, she's recommended by the breast implant illness, like website and Facebook gurus. So so she does more explants than she does implants now. So it kind of like started this trend. And so I started reading into it. And then I started realizing that about the time that I went crazy was when I got implants. About the time you went crazy. So like yeah. walking through like your illness, like your experience with that, what did you feel? So here's the most vain thing I ever did to my body. So I had the world's most expensive wedding dress alteration in that my, my wedding dress that I fell in love with that I found once I put it on my body after I had lost weight, it, my boobs didn't fit in it. So I got my boobs to fit my dress. So I bought boobs to fit my dress because I couldn't sew in a bra. I tried like doing tape and like my boobs just didn't, they looked so saggy because I had had a kid before and like never been married before I, but I was already a mom. And so my tits didn't look good in my dress, but the dress was the dress. It was the dress. And so the body had to be altered to fit the dress. It's a really expensive dress. <laughs> it's a really expensive. Yeah, the dress is only like five hundred bucks. It, it was only a party dress. It was the reception dress, not even the like ceremony dress. But it was what I wore the whole night. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to like feel good and look good in it. Is because I only wore the like I had a long formal gown and I only wore that for the the ceremony. And so for the yeah. party, it had a whole separate dress and it was like the tits. It was the sexiest dress ever. And it's my so t- funny because you don't look anything like your wedding pictures now. No, I don't. <laughs> Not in the slightest. I'm actually, and I'm so much skinnier than too, but I, my, I had these like small, because I had double D's in high school. So like I was telling before, I was telling Madeline before we started recording, like I had double D's in high school. I was 10, 15 pounds heavier than I am now. I, 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 I had big boobs and then I had a baby and then they went away and then I didn't have big boobs anymore. And then I also lost all the weight that I had my baby fat from high school. And so when I got married, I was probably 20 or 30 pounds lighter than I was in high school. And my, I had been a mom, I had nursed a baby. My boobs were like small and saggy and I was used mm-hmm. to having these big voluptuous boobs. So on yeah. my wedding day, I went to buy this like low cut, like it, it was literally just like pasties, like covering the boob. And then the rest was just this see-through corset with flowers and lace. So it was mm-hmm. the whole bodice, like the whole chest area was see-through except for like the nipples and it was just like flowers over my boobs yeah and so I needed my boobs to look tight in that dress because <laughs> the dress was so awesome and and my best friend I took her to get her tits done and then the doctor turns around and looks at me when I drop her off for surgery and he goes you're cute and I was like oh, I want boobs now too oh my god <laughs> and so I I really wanted it to fit my dress but also I fell in love with the doctor and so five weeks before my wedding I scheduled implant surgery like a really smart person. Wait, I'm sorry. Five weeks. Five weeks. The weeks. the 
the bruises went away about three days before the ceremony. Holy shit. Like totally went away. I thought like it takes time for them to settle. Oh, I was like every day massaging them down. And because, okay. So because I already had extra skin, cause I needed a lift. Mine dropped faster than others. Cause I didn't do the lift. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so I didn't do the lift. Cause mom I had titty problems. Yeah. So be, ha, being a mo- having mom titties is why mine looked more, they still lo- were pretty high, but they looked more normal or natural they just look like fake boobs like normal it didn't look like brand new fake boobs it looks like normal fake boobs normal fake boobs yeah <laughs> so back you know this is tw- how long have i been married eight and a half years 2012 so back 2012 i got tits five weeks before my wedding and it was about like six months later i kind of like started going crazy but i had also had like a really like not really late but i had like a later miscarriage and a dnc and like um, then I just got real drunk for like three months and as you do when you have a miscarriage. Yeah. I got real fucked up for like three months and I was also traveling a lot for corporate America. And, but after that, like that's when my mental health problems really flared up and I started also, so this is, I didn't notice all these things as they were happening. I thought they were just normal, like life things that happened. Yeah. You're getting after, older. Your life is changing. You're probably yeah, I was like being... so old. I was like 26, 27. You know, I was like, old, old person. like life is it's like how old I am though. So I'm like, that's ancient. So I know. So old <laughs> 34 as I sit here. Um, so I was looking, I didn't associate breast implant illness or anything with the implants until I found these people talking about it on the internet. I had friends explant. I had a ton of friends explant in the beach body coaching world. Um, they were all talking about their symptoms and I was like, I don't have any of that. And these people are having like severe symptoms. So did you know about it before you got the implants or no? No. Okay. No, I didn't like no one. They were like, Oh, it's totally safe. It's totally safe. And then like six years later, eight years later, I start like seeing all these, well, I guess it was like six years later, I started seeing all these people talking about their getting their boobs removed because all these problems they were having. And these people are having like fibromyalgia, like crazy problems, right? Wow. But the only thing that I had that I could look back on, I was like, I don't have any of those things. And I started putting stuff together. I was like, wait a second. That was about the time I got on Zoloft because I went crazy. Mm-hmm. That was about the time that I couldn't focus at work and got on ADD meds because I couldn't sit there and concentrate and think straight anymore. Mm-hmm. Was I all of a sudden ADD or was I ADD my whole life and just now realized it? So yeah. Started, like putting all these things together. And then I also looked back and realized that was the time that I started getting chronic sinus and ear infections. Like well, it's not rare in the Ohio Valley. It's not, but I'd never had them my whole life. And oh, so to, gotcha. to get a tube put in your ear at like late twenties for the first time is like that's, weird. Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. And so I got, I started getting all these chronic. And so I kept researching chronic ear infections. I even had a root canal removed because it was in the very last tooth of my mouth, like the number two, like molar. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember getting that root canal and thinking, well, maybe this is causing the inflammation because I have extra long roots more than normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, well, maybe that's causing my chronic ear infections because it does connect up to your sinus cavity. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was like, well, maybe that's causing it because I had this root canal. So I had that tooth removed. It was a perfectly like healthy, like, well, after the root canal, it was like a normal root canal tooth. Yeah. And I went to my dentist. I was like, take this fucking tooth out, crack it up in a million pieces. And he was like, why am I taking out a, a tooth that's fine out of your head? I was like, cause I fucking said so <laughs> because I couldn't figure out why I thought, a, that you were crazy. Yeah. Well, I was going crazy. And I was like, why am I having all these ear infections? I'm now like 90% hearing loss in my right ear. 
Mm -hmm. So the last time I had a bad ear infection was like a year and a half to right before my implants were removed. And I haven't had an ear infection since I've had some issues since, but I had, they put a tube in my ears cause I'm like four, you know, and, <laughs> and they suck all this fluid out and a piece of my bone popped out a bone fragment from my inner ear because it, my, my ear infections had been so long-term and so chronic, it disintegrated the inner ear bones in my ear. Wow. So that's why, that's why I have permanent like hearing loss now. Yeah. And so I associated it with a root canal. I was doing anti-inflammatory diets. I was taking Zyrtec every day, like Nasonex, like doing all these things to like open this eustachian tube. Right. Mm -hmm. And I never associated my implants until I got into this community. And I was like, oh my God, I've never had ear infections my entire life until I got implants. Yeah. So what do the implants cause? Is it inflammation? Is it like, well, because some people it causes chronic inflammatory syndrome, which can show up as fibromyalgia, joint pain. And I was having joint pain because, you know, I have metal rods in my back and I was having more pain than usual, mm -hmm. but I didn't have any major symptoms. Like some people have like rashes, skin breakouts, dry skin, overly oily skin. It can amount to all these crazy things. And I was like, well, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. But no one had ever like said, oh, I have chronic ear infections. And I was like, well, ear infections come from inflammation of a closing of that eustachian tube that connects mm -hmm. your sinuses in your ear. I was like, if chronic inflammation is caused by implants, if your body has a bad reaction to it. So some people believe that everyone has a bad reaction to it and that tits are toxic and get them taken out no matter what. Yeah. Some people, regardless of whether they're saline or silicone or whatever. And I had the bad kind. I had the textured silicone that people say are bad or whatever. Um, I don't why, think- Why is it bad? Because it can like pop open or what? No, because they say it can leach silicone into your body. Oh yeah. That's the bad kind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had the kind that they were never recalled. Like they never leaked or anything, but basically your body builds this capsule around the tits mm -hmm. and they can get hardened or I never had any like hard encapsulation. I did have a full capsule, but there's this whole like cult like practice. And so I'm not here to tell people that like your tits are going to kill you. Like that's not, no, point. this is your story. And I think it's just important to get out there. I, cause I have so, well, cause I've done podcast episodes about my tits on my own podcast about mm -hmm. talking about my journey, because I've seen so many people tell it from a place of you have to get your implants out. They're going to kill you. And I'm like, I don't think that that's true. I think that for some people, some people react okay to them and some people don't. And I just think that I fall, fell into the category where I had a little bit of my body was just trying to remove a foreign object, I think. So it was creating inflammation. Yeah. And so I think that for me, like was once I started looking and I do ask everyone always evaluate your own situation is, is this currently still working for you? Cause I was yeah. also at a point in my life where I'm like, I'm 32, 33. How old was I? I was like 32, 33. I just, fuck, how long ago was that? I guess it'll be two years in November. So I was 32. Yeah. Um, I was like, why? I don't need double D titties. I can't find clothes. I can't find bathing suits. Mm -hmm. I feel really good in my body. Like, can't I just, and then I, I learned about the fat transfer and I could, yeah. I could have tummy titties. So I had my tummy put in my titties. And so once I learned about the fat transfer, I was like, you mean I could have like normal boobs again? And after I was done having kids, so as soon as I hit the six month post nursing mark with Audrey, cause they won't do breast surgery if you've been nursing, unless it's but like- what if you're still leaking? They, they will do it after six months, they say. Okay. 
Just wondering because my titties still lake and it's been a year. <laughs> so mine did for did that with Lucan. They didn't with Audrey. They dried up pretty quick. Um, but with Lucan, they leaked for like a whole year. Um, but they made me wait six months post weaning her. Mm-hmm. As I hit that mark, I scheduled the surgery and I had the implants removed. They did what's called an end block where they remove like the whole, it's like kind of like how you would remove a cancer tumor. Hmm. They remove the tissue around the capsule. So not just the, 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 this capsule that's formed over the implant, they remove like yeah. the tissue around it. Yeah. So she didn't do like a full end block. There's not anyone in Louisville that does that. Um, but the person I saw was willing to go a little bit above and beyond and remove a little bit more just for cautious reasons. And yeah. so after that, I had them removed. I got the lift and then I got my tummy put in my titties. So I had lipo done in my stomach and my back um, to get a full C. Because now if you... I mean, isn't the plan if you get like a fat transfer, if you gain weight, it'll, you'll gain it probably in your boobs. Isn't that how it's supposed to work? Yeah. yeah, The fat acts just like it does anywhere in your body, if your body accepts it. So most people, um, your body, um, accepts in that position about 80% of the fat transfer for most people. So 20% of it will be reabsorbed or burn off or whatever, but most people about 80% of those fat cells will stay there. And then if you gain weight, it would it's treated just like any other fat cell in your body. It will expand and grow because it's, it's living there now. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the fat cells in my stomach won't grow. Different fat cells that are still remaining will grow, but some of them, like the ones that were removed will never like grow back there. It's weird how it works. That is science. Nuts, <laughs> right? <laughs> so did, when you started to s- discover that you're like, hey, my body's trying to fight against my boobs, did it? And you started looking for a doctor. Did any doctors try to discredit you? Yeah. So every doctor, I, I only went to the one because I was in the support group. Everyone in Louisville was like, don't go to this doctor. Don't go to any of the plastic surgeons that put implants in because they, there our minds are so siloed. They can't believe that implants are bad mm-hmm. and also remove implants at the same time. Yeah. Well, it would probably like hurt their business too. Well, it goes against their Hippocratic oath to do no harm. Mm-hmm. And so most doctors won't remove them for breast implant illness reasons because they don't believe breast implant illnesses do harm or else they wouldn't be putting them in people. Right. So there's just now studies coming out for this problem because it's so new um, that Maureen Waterhouse, love her. She was the only woman, she's the only doctor that would listen in Louisville. Um, and I, I was in a support group of hundreds of women who had gone to dozens of different doctors in Louisville who all told them they were crazy. And Maureen Waterhouse was willing to look me in the eye and say, I'm not sure. I don't know, but I believe you and how you feel with those implants in your body. Yeah. So, and it's also an elective surgery. So if you elect to get them taken out, shouldn't it be easy yeah. for it to be done? Well, they would do it, but what any doctor would do it and take your money, but they would harass you in the process and tell you you're dumb basically. Oh, fun. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Marine Water, so basically any doctor would do it, but Marine Waterhouse is the only one in Louisville that's been documented to listen and not talk, try and talk you out of it and tell you that you're wrong, basically. Okay. So, so shout out to her and um, she's super sweet. She's been OG, been around forever and she's awesome and I love her and yeah, I have fabulous titties now, little tiny cookie cutter nipples and... <laughs> 
So how long after the surgery did you start to notice that you, you were feeling a difference in your body? I didn't. I just, I mean, mean, like after I had them out or before I had them after you had them out. Okay. So I have pictures and if you want, I can like send them to you for, if you want to share them with your people, Um, you're going to be like for a low price of (laughs) for $50. Yeah. (laughs) Pictures of my eyeballs the day before surgery and the day after my eyes were yellow and the next day they were bright white. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy that like, then was it messing with your liver somehow? So I don't, there's not enough stuff. I can't give scientific facts about it other yeah. than I knew what to look for. Cause other people had had similar symptoms and they had similar like foggy brain fog. I had a lot of brain fog, but I just chalk, you know, fucking mom being a mom, ADD. like yeah. ADD. I'm, I'm a mom. Like, so I had a lot of concentration focus. I got diagnosed with ADD as an adult after I had implants. Um, all these things happen, you know? And so I chalked it all up to, and, and when people ask me, well, do you feel a million times better after your implants? I really feel slightly better. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I didn't notice a huge difference before. And I don't have this huge transformation story. Like you could listen, you could like just search under podcasts for breast implant analysts. And you'll hear all these people rave about how they feel so good after their implants removed. I'm like, well, I didn't feel that bad before. It was kind of just like a personal choice of what if this is causing harm to my body? Yeah. And I don't want to have big old titties anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the bigger thing. It was like, it it might be causing these issues and this isn't you anymore. I don't need double D tits anymore. I have three kids and a husband that I adore and I'm tired of not You're being like, I got the husband. Don't need the titties. 25 year old me wanted huge tits. 32 year old me didn't want huge tits anymore. And it was kind of just a and this is a bonus that hopefully gets rid of some of my chronic inflammation issues. Yeah. And they have gotten better. Like I don't get ear infections like I used to. Um, I think that was the major issue. My sinuses, my allergies aren't as bad. Um, yeah, I don't have any like major, like, but I didn't have major problems before. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't one of those cases. So mine is a good story of how you can choose how you look, but also it was health and I didn't want to look that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I I felt big in them, in my tits. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had G's when I was nursing my first and (laughs) I had 32 G's. Holy G's. I know. (laughs) And it's not like, I, I didn't want them. It was so yeah. incredibly big and like, it's nothing fits. No, there's no cute bras, no like cute. underwire hurts. It big titties were my thing. No, no, no. I was an F when I was nursing and a double D without being babies, you know, having babies around and, and it just wasn't like, especially being a I don't like to say that I'm bigger for those of you that don't that don't know me I'm a size eight to ten like I'm not big but I'm I'm tall and You're very because tall I, because I had scoliosis my frame my body size is of someone who's about six foot tall so my mm-hmm. arms are my wingspan is six feet I wear an 11 inch shoes so my bone structure is wider bigger like I don't have a small waist like I'm just built like a bigger person and having these big boobs on top of these broad shoulders and these long arms and legs. It was just like, they made me feel 
heavier than I was as mm-hmm. a person, you know, like it wasn't like, I don't know. I just felt bigger and like, not me anymore. Did your bigger titties hurt your back though? Because you do have scoliosis. Everything hurts my back. So I can't really say that like <laughs> my back's always in pain. So <laughs> I just don't really notice a big difference with the weight. Um, but I do notice a difference in it's nice to not have to wear a bra all the time. Like I can choose to wear a bra if I want to. And then like, also I have like these cute little perky titties now that like look like they didn't have three children. Sure. I've seen them. They're like teardrops. They're little perfect boobies. Yeah. Um, so I feel like this will be like kind of a silly question for, you know, this lay coach where you, your personification is very like more and extra very and yeah, very small. I'm a very small person. I'm a very very small personality. No, but it's big and extra and loud. But when it comes to your body, how do you overcome the feeling of like needing or wanting more? Oh, so good. So really embracing the things that I really love about myself. So like when you ask me like, what's your favorite things? I'm like, oh, duh legs. I mean, I I don't think about legs in the winter because I'm not dressing like a whore because I'm cold, but, (laughs) but like just really for me, just everything is how can I highlight these assets? Like my my tits, my smile, my, not necessarily how can I hide my stomach, but how can I feel really good in not showcasing, but just like me feeling good in what I'm putting out there. Like for me, like it's always shorts and a skirt and like in the summer and and then in the winter, I'm just sad and depressed because I don't feel like I look hot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't <laughs> show my hide hole. <laughs> I'll just wear my nipples out in the winter. Yeah, because yeah. I can't do my legs. Um, no, like for me, it's accentuating the assets that I know that I have because everyone has an asset. Like everyone has an asset that they just love about themselves. And so really, really stop focusing on the things that you don't love about yourself. and And then ask yourself, when you make decisions about altering your body, because I'm pro plastic surgery from a place of you genuinely desire it, not from a place of that you won't be okay if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't. It goes into like, you need to accept what you have before you have the plastic surgery. And this is my opinion and we all have ours. Right. But like, I feel like if you can really sit for a long term and be patient with that decision of altering your body of, of like, can I really be okay now? And then once you are okay, sit with that okayness for a while. Mm-hmm. Once you feel parts of yourself where I don't like right now, my, my, my next focus in life is like, I've been working out for years and anybody that's followed me knows I used to be a beach body coach. I mean, I still dabble in that. And since I, especially since I got the lipo to have my tummy put in my titties, (laughs) now I have all this extra skin. And so doing the work, doing the workouts, accentuating clothes that make me feel good with this skin regardless, because it's not really like extra fat, but people have to, if you don't know me, I also have extra skin because I have scoliosis. So I'm shortened. So Mm -hmm. my torso has been shrunk. So my stomach has always, since you can look at when I'm like 10 years old, arms and legs skinny as fuck. And I still have like this cute little like kid belly, but like, it was because my back was crooked and I grew side yeah. to side and not upward. So I was always shortened in my midsection. Um, and so that's always been an issue for me, but being able to really feel hot and no, no matter what, being able to wear bathing suits, 
being able to rock for years, whether I had skin or not, has really been the most healing piece of me to where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Not when I reach a certain weight or when I get like, once I get this size, then I'll reward myself with a tummy tuck. And I was like, no, I had to, for one, get really okay with the recovery and the scar and the like, Mm -hmm. but you just have to feel like you have to feel actually, I mean, you don't have to do anything. You can do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) You can call through your body all day long if you want to to feel really good about it. If you want to feel, be able to walk into a room and tell people why you did it without shame, Mm -hmm. because there's so much stigma around plastic surgery about whether you should or shouldn't. Everyone has a very strong opinion about whether you should alter your body or not. And you have to sit right with that opinion. You have to be able to stand up for what you believe to be true for yourself and be able to say, I feel really good about this decision. And so that doesn't, that isn't a decision you make overnight. Like altering my tits was a decision I made overnight. (laughs) I don't regret it. Like, (laughs) but I also knew that I could undo it whenever I wanted. You can't really undo a tummy tuck. You can't really undo a nose job or a, um, a breast reduction. Like you can't really undo some things. Right. There's some things like putting implants in and then removing them. There's some things that can be like undone easily. Well, I think it's the difference between like getting a piercing versus getting like a tattoo. A tattoo cannot be undone. A piercing kind of can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that exactly. Like if really think about something that can't be undone, is this your identity? Like you're not going to be okay with you until you get this done. Mm -hmm. Then you'll never be okay. You'll always be chasing that next bit of perfection and you know it borders you know body dysmorphia disorder and yeah I wanted to say that but like I'm not I'm not a counselor I can't diagnose anybody but I feel like if you're going into a plastic surgery or going into like extreme makeovers whether you're really focusing on exercising or like balls deep into a diet if you're going into it without acceptance first it's not going to end up well Yeah. And for me, anytime I alter, and if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I get lip fillers. Mm -hmm. I, I also get Botox. I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate of the older I get, the hotter I get. (laughs) And so I come from the Dolly Parton. Like she's one of my idols. Like I come from Dolly Parton's school of thought of if I see it bag and sagging or dragging, I'm going to get it nipped, tucked or sucked. That's a Dolly quote. And, and she owned, but she unapologetically owns who she is. She owns her big boobs and her little waist and her wigs. And she doesn't fucking care what you think. If you can't walk into a room with your family and own your decision, it's not the right decision for you. Right. I think it's all also awesome how you do put out there that, you know, you do get lip fillers. I mean, you show it like literally the day of, you're like, this is what it looks like. Looks like a person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I like just owning it and not like saying, oh no, I don't do that. Like Kylie Jenner does. (laughs) I don't get that. Like we know they're not real Kylie. I don't get it. Like that's, that's where, that's what I think comes from real um, empowerment with with alterations or plastic surgery, just like piercings or any alteration to your body, if you can really own your decision to do that. And so for me, I, obviously I live my life very publicly, but I don't go into a plastic surgeon's office without the expectation, without, with the expectation to hide anything from anyone. Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing something to my body, I take people along a journey 
And if I'm doing something to my body, it's because of a long-term decision that I've sat with for a while. I don't make snap decisions on things I can't take back. Right. Does that make sense? Like I might make a snap decision on, is it time to get Botox updated or not? But that's like, it's, it's four months go away. away. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't make snap decisions on things that won't go back. Like I got a consultation for my tummy tuck about mm-hmm. six months ago. So I've been sitting with, um, I've been sitting with it. And I also made the decision about a year ago that I wanted to do it. And so it also sounds like you took like really slow steps. You know, you just, you came to acceptance, you decided you wanted, you wanted it. And then you got a consultation and now you're just kind of in limbo deciding. But this year I spent a really, because of COVID, I spent a really good year of looking at my health habits and what I was putting into my body. And I thought if I can treat my body really well this summer during COVID, if I can treat my body really well, like monitor what I'm putting in it. And am I being intentional with the foods that I'm eating? Am I being intentional about my exercise? And I've stayed more on track with my exercise plan this year than any year that I was as a fitness coach. And so I've treated my body better during COVID than I ever have in my past. And once I did that, once I really honored how I was eating, how I was moving, how I was sleeping, how the words I was being to my saying to myself, how I was being kind to myself. Once I really honored that, that is like, oh my God, I'm at this full place that I didn't think I would ever be at. Now I'm ready for the tummy tuck. Yeah. And I want to stress that that's different than like what you said before of like, I'll, when I fit into this size jean, then I'll get a tummy tuck or when I am this skinny or this weight, it's totally different. You did a lifestyle change that you feel like you'll be able to honor a plastic surgery that let's be honest, like the mommy pooch really just doesn't go away. Sometimes I will always have stretch marks on my stomach. It's just kind of how it is. It's what happens when you have twins. Oh my God. Yeah. Especially- <laughs> You're like, and yes, it is. <laughs> and that's also just a genetic thing. Like some, people- yeah, it is genetic and it comes like, with age too. Yeah. Which you're like four. Cause so. you're ancient. <laughs> yeah. And you're four. So you're still in diapers. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> they fun of each other so hard about how much of a child she is, but it's fine. I'm a grandma. Um, but like, I really sat with myself in my bathing suit this summer and felt really good with myself and then still was able to say this mommy skin will go <laughs> and yeah. I feel good about it. And I was, and it wasn't, and it wasn't from a place of, Oh my God, I can't wait to see what my body will look like next summer without this skin. It was a, I can't wait to be without this skin. Yeah. It just didn't feel like a part of me anymore. Cause you were still in pictures with your kids. It's not like you were hiding from yourself. God, no, no, yeah. I still two pieces and one pieces and bathing suits. And yeah, it's just, it really, and also, you know, the decision that I had made to have tummy titties, mm-hmm. <laughs> have my lipo done. It did leave me with more skin than I had ever had before. And mm-hmm. so that did exacerbate the the desire to want to do a tummy tuck because um, before I took the fat out to have it put in my boobs, <laughs> I didn't really have bad, you know, even though I'd had three kids, yes, I had stretch marks. Um, yes, I had skin, but it wasn't as exacerbated as it is now. And so now yeah, it's funny how like your skin kind of goes to shit when you start losing weight. And I'm really noticing that now, especially in my face, like I'm like, oh, geez, I have more wrinkles now on my face than I did like a couple years ago when I was swelled up from like being pregnant right. all the yeah. time. <laughs> well, you're all, guess what? <laughs> the older you get, the more there are. But I know I'm buying really expensive eye cream though. <laughs> 
Botox is preventative. So that's why I do it. And because it prevents you from frowning. So you can't make the lines. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, that, ever, I don't think I will ever do Botox just because I have a problem with like spending like money on myself, but that's a totally different issue. That's, I mean, I don't like to predict what myself five years from now would, would do or say or not do or say. Because, like eat your words. <laughs> yeah, like I've eaten my words so many times in the past and it just keeps happening. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would never, no, I would never. Oh, yep, mm-hmm, I'm doing that. I'm doing yep. that. That's Look the main thing that I do. <laughs> Play the role. Yeah. yeah never do that. Yeah, and then I did it. No, I, I'm not like a Botox at like, oh, everyone must get, I'm not like, Oh, you have no, to you're moving your eyebrows right now. It's fine. I know. Well, one time here's one time she accidentally went too low and I couldn't move my left one for like three or four months. That was fun. Oh, that's great. We're good now though, but yeah. <laughs> really, we're even. there's risks involved. And, um, I already had fuller lips anyways. So I get like a half a syringe of lip filler. I don't go like super crazy on lips I just think it's fun and it's kind of like jewelry for me and so is makeup like makeup super fun and that is so bougie of you (laughs) (laughs) lip injections and microblading it's just like jewelry (laughs) shut up hey it's way cheaper than my hair oh my god (laughs) hey I grew up po, and I said I wasn't gonna be po no more. <laughs> Quite honestly, yeah, you're definitely not. I mean, look at Dolly; she's my icon. Like, she is my mom. I mean, she grew up in the holler, and I grew up in the South End. So, <laughs> yeah, not even she grew up in a fucking shack. In a fucking shack, dude. Like, I mean, and I like to think of myself as Dolly too. I like to do really good things with my money, not just alter my body. But <laughs> like, I like to, you know, give to my yourself. Money. Yeah. But I also treat myself to the things that make me feel really good and fun and expressive for me. My body is like art and like how some people just get it. And I do get tattoos. I do love my tattoos, but like me, you know, anyone that follows me knows I change my hair color. Like I take a bath once a month. Honestly, (laughs) I mean, the other day you were like, "Mm, my toddler wants it to be purple. So that's what we're doing today. (laughs) You just got it done last week. Literally just bright pink a week and a half ago and then and then I went back to purple because I got shamed by my three-year-old but she's met my three-year-old she's very um neat and she's very persuasive and I'm terrified of her so (laughs) yeah you're afraid of what she would do if you kept the pink hair yeah Yeah. if I didn't color my hair purple again so here we are with purple hair (laughs) (laughs) shamed from my toddler yeah she's gonna make the most money out of all of them yeah yeah or be on in in prison or on drugs or something. Jerry Springer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's anybody's guess. It's up in the air for now. <laughs> so do you have any like closing remarks for anybody either thinking about having plastic surgery or uh, they're confused about the titties? Mm, yeah. The titties. Um, <laughs> so if you're asking yourself, this is not my, my mission or message with breast implant removal is not that my story should be yours. I don't believe that everyone should remove their implants because I've had lots of clients that have asked me like, oh, well, you removed yours. Do you think it's bad for me? It's not, I'm not a doctor. Like it's not my job to decide what you should do with your body or to shame people for having implants. Cause I don't, there's not enough studies or data or science to back up 
breast implant illness yet. There is there are some new ones that have just come out, but there it's still new and people are just still trying to understand the things that we do and put into our bodies. So always, always, always looking from a place of, it's kind of like, well, once I have money, then I'll feel better. Or if you feel better, then maybe you'll attract money. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Well, once I, you know, have this, then I'll be happy. If you're always looking outside of yourself, once I get this surgery, then I'll be happy. No, we heal first. And then if you're still looking at parts of yourself, like, wouldn't it be fun to do this? Mm -hmm. Because my surgeries or anything that I do, lip fillers, whatever, comes from a place of excitement, not a place of shame and lack, not a place of, oh, my husband won't have sex with me or I won't love myself or I don't feel sexy unless I do this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, let's feel sexy first. Let's fix the feelings because there are, if Lizzo can feel sexy, why can't you? Yeah. There are women that feel really, really empowered and sexy at every shape and size. So if you look at yourself and ask, if there are people that have the nose that you have, or if there are people that have small lips or whatever your insecurity is, or your tummy or a flat ass or whatever, because you can literally add to anything. If you can really, <laughs> you can add and take from any parts of your body. Okay. Literally. <laughs> Early. I mean, like I've had so, because I've also had medical surgeries. Like my, I have some, I have dead people's bones in my back. Like I have cadaver bones in my back. Like I have other, other people's body parts are in my body. So like my, yeah. you know, like there's so many possibilities. My husband has new teeth. It's really weird. They look great. But they're <laughs> they like, like no, they're porcelain veneers and they look great, but they're like, that's not the guy I married, but he looks great. <laughs> I, well, I mean, the same for you. <laughs> safe podcast where I can talk about sex. So after my husband, segue, um, after my husband got his new teeth, mm-hmm. I had more sex with my husband. It was like getting a new like boyfriend. <laughs> it's not like he had bad teeth before. I've seen them. No, no, no. He didn't have bad teeth, but they look so fucking good. <laughs> Afterwards, <laughs> and I was like, and he was like, we had been to the beach, and he was like tan, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like Patty. that wore off after a fucking month. But like for a solid <laughs> month, I was like, I have a new boyfriend in bed. This is so exciting and fun. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you try anything new? No, I mean, <laughs> here's I'm so boring. What did you call me? A pillow princess? Pillow princess. Is there a male equivalent to that? They can be princesses too. I mean, like, hello, prince. My husband's also very boring in bed. Like, <laughs> I've offered anal so many times, and he's like, mm, I don't want to do that. Been yeah. there, done that. Yeah, I've been there, done that. So, <laughs> <laughs> inside joke. Um, but like, I mean, they just, I don't know. Like, it was so exciting when he got his teeth. So, when you can come from a place of excitement of altering your body, he was going to alter his teeth regardless. So why do we look at, that's another fun topic before we hop off. Why do people look at altering your teeth as not cosmetic surgery? No, it totally is. But altering your body or altering your face or altering your nose or your lips or whatever, because 90% of braces are not, they're cosmetic. They're not structural or to, to fix a, a dental problem, their vanity and their parents that choose this for their children before they're adults to mm-hmm. fix a problem. So why don't we look at teeth from the same way that we look at plastic surgery? Yeah. Because we're just conditioned to believe that plastic surgery is bad and braces are good. 
Yeah. I think it's the difference from like going to a surgeon or going to an orthodontist, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, and not- it's so normalized, you know, when you're 12, you get braces and but then you do- have a period. It's just how it is. Yeah. But what if we could bring back crooked teeth and crooked teeth would be cool. And then that would be the sexy thing. And then what if your parents decided to straighten your teeth? Maybe you'd want your teeth straight. <laughs> Not that any kid wants crooked teeth, but you know what I mean? It's like these choices that we make, we don't stop to ask ourselves, are these actually bad? Do I actually want this? Like is plastic surgery actually bad or am I conditioned to believe it's bad? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes things can be okay if they're coming from a place of excitement and true desire, not from a place of shame and guilt or trying to fix yourself like braces. No one's trying to say that your kid is ugly. If you don't put braces on them, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like maybe some parents think, Oh, if I don't fix these, they're never going to make it in life. (laughs) Like 90% of the time, no one thinks that their kid isn't beautiful or isn't going to make it if you don't fix their teeth. You know what I mean? It's just from Mm -hmm. a place oh, this would be a nice thing to do. So if we could look at what we're doing to our bodies as, is this a nice thing to do for myself? Like we look at braces, Mm -hmm. then maybe we could kind of shift the conversation of shame and guilt because there's shame and guilt in any decision that we make in life. True. If you're making it from the wrong place. True. Thank you so much for being with me tonight. Thanks for talking about my titties. Anytime. My tummy titties. Yeah, your tummy titties. I'm obsessed with them. My tummy titties. You, who knew you could put your tummy in your titties? It's great. I, I what should. I want to know, though, is where did the Kardashians get all the fat to put in their ass? That's what I want. Right? I saw the episode where, like, Kim got an x-ray to prove that she doesn't have any silicone in her butt. And I'm like, that's fake. <laughs> There's no possible way. So I've actually researched it. It's actually a um, collagen building injection called Sculptra. No fucking way. Yes. So Sculptra is a liquid. It's these massive tubes. Um, Cause I've never had an ass before. So of course I looked into it. Um, so how can we buy an ass today? Well, I can also build an ass and I've done that. And it was adequate enough for me to not do Sculptra, but, but like, so Sculptra, not saying I would, I'm not saying what future me would ever do or not do. Mm-hmm. Uh, future me might hate lip injections. I don't fucking know. But these sculpture, there's this huge, like, I'm looking like a, I'm holding a penis, but they're like penis yeah, size. that's quite a big penis. They're like penis size, like tubes that they're injecting you with. The needles are huge and you need like, I think they said like four to eight of them per round. And I think it costs like 1500 bucks per round of these injections. And it's liquid that's infused with something that the liquid eventually, so at first you get like voluptuous, it fills your ass. Mm-hmm. or wherever you're trying to fill in spots and then the water from it dissolves off and you like pee it off but then the chemical or whatever I don't know what's in there remains and then it builds your collagen over the next like four to six weeks and then you have an ass in like six weeks it's crazy that's crazy so that's what the Kardashians have done if anybody's ever wondering look up Sculptra how do the Kardashians they don't have fat tra- it's not actually a fat transfer from what I understand yeah it's, it's these liquid called Sculptra, these giant tubes that they just inject. It looks like water. They're just injecting water into your ass into different places. All so what if you have a bad reaction? Do they just take your whole ass off? I don't know. I don't know what the side effects of Sculptra are. Yeah. But it's just a liquid that builds collagen. But a lot of people do it in their face, just small doses to rebuild the collagen in your cheeks as you get older. Madeline wouldn't know anything about that. She's still in diapers, but... <laughs> I'm going to be 30 in two years. (laughs) 
In two years. In two years. I will be mid thirties by then. So I, I guess I'm almost technically mid thirties. Thirty four is mid thirties. We're not too far off. The older I get, the hotter I get. That's my affirmation. And the healthier I get, not just hotter. The healthier I get, the more in love with myself I get. Mm-hmm. The more in love with my partner I get. The more in love with my friends and my kids. The older I get, the better I get. Yes. I definitely hated myself way more when I was a teenager than I do now. Oh my God. Same. Like, did you see that prom picture of me? Like my face? Like that is not a confident person. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. My, my, me wearing my prom dress at 34 is way hotter than me wearing my prom dress at 17. So. Yeah. Agreed. The red one. I can't believe it was red and not purple. I told everyone my favorite color was red because I wanted to fit in, even though it was purple. That's such a benign thing to lie about. Isn't that crazy? I lied all through high school because all of my friends, like best, like all my best friends, their favorite colors are red. I lied about my favorite colors. For sure. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Why do we do the things we do? I don't know. Just your favorite color. Just your favorite color. Like if you look back at my childhood photos, like I was going through my photo. All my early childhood photos, purple, 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 purple. Every outfit from like age like three to like 10 is like purple. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I started caring what people thought. Or I guess. <laughs> and now it's all red. Yeah. All high school is all red. Totally wasn't my color. No. Okay. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you. Love you. Thank you. You're great. Having- Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Nude Attitude, a podcast focusing on radical body acceptance and anti-slut shaming from a true hoe. If you want to interact with upcoming episodes, ask questions, or request topics, please find me on Instagram at the period nude period attitude and on Twitter at underscore nude underscore attitude and on my website, thenudeattitude.com. I'm Madeline Gregg. Hope you keep coming back for more.